Hi, this is House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and you have reached the House Republicans. We can't come to the phone right now because we've launched an impeachment inquiry that will hopefully, fingers crossed, help us find a reason to impeach President Joe Biden, who is definitely guilty of a number of extremely corrupt things we can't quite identify. If you're calling for a list of the evidence we found linking President Biden to his son Hunter Biden's business dealings, or a list of any evidence that justifies our impeachment inquiry, please call back later, as that list currently does not exist outside the minds of our party's far-right flank. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Representative Matt Gates of Florida will be happy to respond, I'm sure, as soon as they're done having an argument on Twitter over who demanded an impeachment inquiry first. We hope you will remain patient with us as we continue to investigate President Biden for something we're sure is extremely bad while patriotically ignoring actual constituent concerns about the economy, jobs, and inflation. You all sent us to Washington, D.C. to do a job, and it's clear that job is to figure out what President Biden has done for sure that is way worse than the 91 state and federal felony charges that former President Donald Trump is unfairly facing in the meritless witch hunts launched by the Democrats who have weaponized the justice system and hate America. If you would like to hear House Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer outline his suspicions that President Biden is a criminal mastermind, despite his committee being unable to find any evidence to support these suspicions, press 1. If you would like to hear Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio yell hysterically about why this impeachment is crucial and serious while the impeachment of President Trump for incitement of insurrection was dumb and lame, press 2. If you would like to hear Representative Ken Buck of the Conservative House Freedom Caucus apologize for saying this weekend that, quote, evidence linking President Biden to a high crime or misdemeanor just doesn't exist right now. If you would like to tune into live audio of Representatives Green and Gates fighting over who wants to impeach President Biden the hardest, press 4. If you would like to help me chart a course to escape from this hell of my own making, press 5. If you would like to hear about the important work House Republicans are doing to make your lives better outside of impeachment, performative culture war legislation, and yelling things into cameras, please call back never. And if you have any tips on things President Biden has actually done that would help justify our investigation, please leave a message. All help is welcome because, frankly, we have absolutely no clue what we're doing. This is Beyond Politics. I'm Matt Robeson. And what you just heard was not the actual out-of-office voice message for House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. That was a parody send-up written by the outstanding USA Today columnist Rex Hupke. Joining us again, Rex, you must have had a hard time not giggling to yourself constantly as you were writing that. That was chef's kiss. Fantastic. Thanks. I should have you. I should have you read all of my columns. It's much, it sounds much better. I was no. You have an awesome voice. You have, you should be doing a lot more of this show. We. I, I was trying to channel the movie guy. We're old enough yeah, for the movie guy. Press yeah. one. There's a great yeah. Seinfeld episode about that. You captured it all right there. It's really. I put out a video on this yesterday. I I yeah. screenshotted your piece. It's there's not a lot more to say. I, I called it a low point in America. I don't see how one can argue that this impeachment inquiry is any different than the insurrection. It, it seems to me to have the exact same aims, which is to overturn the democratic election of 2020. And it's like jumping out of a plane. You're definitely, you're doing an inquiry, but you're definitely gonna have to engage the parachute. You're gonna land. So this is gonna turn into an impeachment and it's, there's no there. So it feels to me like just a naked authoritarian power grab. I don't know how else to see it. How do you see it? Yeah, and it's almost, it's very keystone cops. For an authoritarian power grab, it's just bumbling and, and ridiculous. And that they're what they've been doing is throwing all kinds of stuff relating to Hunter Biden 
out there, some of which is legitimate. Hunter Biden has problems, has had problems, faces legitimate investigations from the DOJ, et cetera. And we all saw what happened with the plea deal that was in place, and then that didn't work out. So I'm not here to defend Hunter Biden at all and whatever, but there has been absolutely nothing of, of substance that connects Joe Biden to Hunter Biden. And they've been trying to do this for a very long time. I am 100% sure that if there was a link, they would have found it by now, and they would have certainly not been shy about advertising it. It's just, it's very smoke and mirrors. It's just ridiculous. And it's very, not very, it's fully innuendo driven. It's just, look, there's so much here, there has to be something here. And it's just ridiculous. And it, and it really delegitimizes the what should be a very serious thing. And I don't think Kevin McCarthy wanted to do this. I don't think a lot of Republicans want to do this, especially the, I don't know, like dozen or so in the House who are in, in areas where Biden won last time that are going to be vulnerable. I think it's purely just you have the super hardcore MAGA far right block there, the, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, Matt Gates, and other just complete nutballs who are forcing McCarthy's hand. And I mean, He's pathetic that he is going along with it. But the whole thing is just ridiculous. And unfortunately for that side, I don't think it matters that much. Frankly, they look look at the percentages of Republicans who believe that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from Trump. It's way over 50%, way over. You know, it's up in the 70s last time I looked. So, geez, why don't they just say that they impeached Biden? And, and they'll believe it. And to them, it's all within this bubble. And that's the only place where things matter. When it comes to an actual national presidential election, I think they're going to find out that there's a lot of people that don't inhabit that bubble. And a lot of this stuff they're talking about is just gibberish to, to normal people who are not like being force-fed Fox News every day or spoon-fed, I should say, not force-fed. Yeah, if you do it to yourself. Yeah. That's a real, that's a Zen koan mm -hmm. for you there. It feels to me like the move that's going on in Wisconsin right now against Supreme Court Justice Janet Prezewicz, who won a landslide election, 14 points, to tilt the balance of power on the Wisconsin Supreme Court, driven very much by the issue of abortion. And she was very clear as part of that campaign. By the way, here's something that I don't get. Why do people campaign to be judges? Anyway, that's- Yeah, that's a whole other ball. A whole other ball of wax there. But yeah. during her campaign, she was, as you would want someone seeking an elected office to do, very clear about what she stood for. One yeah. of the things that she was very clear about was, I think gerrymandering is bad. I think what Wisconsin, the most gerrymandered state in the country, has done under the Republican leadership and protected by the Republican-led Supreme Court is very bad. I am against that. I'm likely to rule against that. And now Republicans in the state legislature are trying to impeach her. Why? because she said that she would rule against them. This is such an emperor has no clothes situation. I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. Like you're saying the quiet part out loud in both yeah. situations. You have no grounds to do this. You're just doing it because politics. You're just doing it because we don't like being out of power. We don't like what the democratic process has led to. You, you don't have the right to remove us from power and therefore, we're going to do it. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna do it. It feels like a freaking coup. And I, I guess there's not really a question in there, except am I taking crazy pills? Like, why is there no corrective anymore to this? Where someone is saying this is gonna boomerang. This is gonna go, or is it gonna boomerang? Is this actually gonna go bad for these guys? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. 
Hey, it's Matt. You may have heard my recent guest, Matt McNeil, an outstanding progressive radio host out of Minnesota. And you might be thinking, I wish there were a show like that where I live. Well, you can listen to the Matt McNeil Show streamed live every weekday from 3 to 5 p.m. on AM 950 KTNF, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Or you can get the podcast of the Matt McNeil Show wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think it will. And I think this is where... We're starting to see, I think we have we saw it in the midterms. To some degree, we even saw it with Biden's win, but maybe not as much this factor. But it goes back to what I was saying with the right-wing media bubble. And it is it drives itself, right? And there is no correction mechanism because dishonesty, over-exaggeration, extreme comments, violent comments, all these kinds of things they love it it feeds the base right the base likes it it's dramatic it keeps the whole thing churning it keeps fox news keeps making money newsmax all, every other huckster out there is making a buck off of this what really boils down to manipulation of people who are allowing themselves to be manipulated because they want to believe what they want to believe they want to believe that things aren't their fault that a changing world is not really happening or that it can be stopped somehow or whatever we can go for days on that but i think what is so the kickback that came after the supreme court dobbs decision after roe got overturned i think that showed something right i think a lot of people out there not just hardcore liberals, but a lot of people who maybe don't pay a ton of attention and people who maybe are in the middle or somewhere else, all of a sudden we're like, whoa, wait a minute. The talk of this happening was always there and it was always like, whatever. And then it happened and people were like, I don't like this at all. And so you have seen since then in every election that's happened, whether it's like a special election or national, the midterms and stuff, you've seen what that has done. So I think, and, and I would like to think that if the Republicans were smart, they would recognize what's happening outside of this bubble and course correct uh, somehow. But they're clearly not at all. They continue to simply, there's outliers who, who actually will talk some modicum of sense and, and, and try to act like you're what you would traditionally think was a conservative, like a reasonable conservative. But the vast majority of them are just in this thing where they'll just say, look at Ted Cruz just talks utter not He's sitting around with a bunch of Billy Bobs down in Texas drinking beer and saying they're coming to take your beer. But it's just all performative nonsense. And people who absolutely know better, who know this is a grift, who know this is a, they're just playing a game. They just keep going in this, in this cycle. And I don't even know how much they care. They care about their own electoral fate, but most of that's tied to gerrymandered districts where that kind of stuff is going to help them. In terms of the broader party, I don't know how much they care because they're just focusing on, like I said, their own power and their own uh, chance to make a buck, make a name, get more Fox News hits. And there just is not anything in that bubble that condemns them. So in Wisconsin, what they're doing or what they're talking about doing, the Republicans in Wisconsin, is utter nonsense. It flies directly in the face of what the voters voted for. Also hypocritical because there are other justices who previously have campaigned on and said things about LGBT issues, about abortion, things that are like right-leaning views. That's what happens when you have, like you said, when judges are running for their position, they're going to have views on things. So what they're doing is ridiculous. And if you, but yeah, they see it as yeah, Fox News is going to love us. Trump's going to love us. Everybody's going to love us. If we do this. But I don't think the voters in Wisconsin are going to love it. And I think they showed how riled up they were when they voted that judge in. 
by way more than any polling showed. You know, she won, I can't remember the exact, it was a good 10% or so over the kind of what was being expected. It was not close. So if they try to boot her, what do you think those voters are going to be furious? And they're going to remember that. So, so that's where I, you know, so I really do think we're dealing now with like reality and, and this weird, like fan fiction reality, like this Trumpian other reality that exists. And it's hard to penetrate. I think what's hard, one thing that's changed definitively in American politics is that politicians used to have a few ways to get feedback, to get information. The, the Democratic political strategist, Mudcat Saunders, used to have a maxim. He, he used to advise John Edwards, of all people. And he'd say, if it doesn't get you money, press, or votes, don't do it. Ignore the double negative in there. Yeah. Money, press, and votes. And those are the three mechanisms that politicians used to use. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, is votes, well, that's a tough feedback mechanism because you only get that, that feedback every two or four years. But yeah. you used to have other ways of getting the feedback, right? Money is one of them, right? Donations used to be one of them. And now that's gotten all screwed up because it's your most activist base people who are funding you. And so you want to be more extreme because it's going to make you more money. And press, you're, as you just said, you're insulated from that bubble. Even And because of that press insulation, I think it's screwed up the feedback mechanism that you used to get as a member of the House, for example, from your own voters. I can tell you as a congressional staffer, we used to spend an just a huge amount of time dealing with constituent letters, dealing with constituent emails. There was a time when we had to deal with constituent faxes, believe it or not. And every member, I've worked for several members of Congress, every single one wanted to get some kind of a report. What are voters telling me? What are they feeling so motivated about that they're writing in to talk to me or calling in to talk to me about it? But now because these right-wing folks are representing protected districts that are gerrymandered, where all the voters' information is coming from Fox News, they're just hearing it, A-okay, this sounds great. Yeah. So I, I want to touch on a point you were making, though, about what fueled the Judge Przewicz victory, which is abortion. Yeah. And I've had a theory. There's in, in sort of persuasion science, there's this acronym CARD, the four types of attitude change. There's conversion, activation, reinforcement, and deactivation. And my theory, which is witless empiricism, I do not have data to support this, is that above all other things, what Dobbs did was activation. It didn't, it, there was no conversion. It didn't change people's minds, right. but it was a wake-up call. I'm not saying yeah. we all became woke, but it was a wake-up call. <laughs> it activated a whole segment of voters. And I think that's why you're seeing just election after election overperformance by Democrats who tie themselves in some way to that issue. And I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if this impeachment move is going to serve the same function. If it's going to activate voters who are like, this is a bridge too far. This is an authoritarian power grab. This, I, I cannot abide this. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. First of all, as far as Dobbs goes, I, I completely agree with that. That just clearly, there was a snap that happened and it that, created absolute wave of new voters 
Are we living in the blip now? Yeah. The snap? Is that yeah, what happened? Yeah. Did you not hear? Like, I got all dusty and then yeah. here I am. The whole pandemic feels like that. It's oh my God. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I, I still can't believe that we all made it somehow through that, like the ones that are still here, thankfully. The so the yeah, what Dobbs did was a sea change, I think, in in just the the base of energy of voters. And also, I think for a long time you had on the right, you had one issue voters who would vote because they were opposed to abortion and they wanted to see Roe knocked down. I think you've probably developed a lot of one-issue voters now who are very much want Roe or some form of that back and want abortion rights restored nationally. And I think that is a big swath of people. And it matters, as we have seen. You just There have been enough elections at this point, small and large, to be able to say, oh, wow, yeah, this is a thing. So you have that. And and there is a part of me right now, and I haven't been bold enough to actually write a column about it because I'm not sure if it really makes sense or not. But there is a part of me right now who thinks that everything else we're talking about, whether it's Biden, Trump, age, vice president, impeachment, whatever, may not matter. Because at the end of the day, when that election comes, rolls around next year, it may, uh, an abortion may still be the primary driver of things. But whatever, that's just my sort of speculation. But what you were saying on the impeachment, yeah, I think it's a, historically, impeachments have not helped the party running the impeachment. They didn't help the Democrats when they did what I consider pretty legitimate impeachment inquiries and impeachments uh, of Donald Trump with actual evidence and things that we saw with our own eyes and stuff. And so I think a frivolous impeachment along these lines where chances are, and given, also, I think it's worth looking at, you look at James Comer's, Representative James Comer's hearings and and, and investigations that he's done on Biden, and everything that's been televised have just been embarrassing. They've been absolutely just clown shows. So the witnesses not saying what anything that supports their argument, Democrats just tearing apart the allegations and the lack, the lack of evidence. If they get to the point of an actual impeachment hearing, along with it just generally not helping them, because I don't think people are going to be too down with seeing them invest time in that, it's also going to just reveal moment after moment of incompetence. And just the people like Jim Jordan and others just spouting off and yelling and hollering and saying nothing. And, and again, that's the sort of thing that it'll they'll eat it up on Newsmax but regular people are going to be just like, what are you going? There was a clip of Jesse Waters yesterday from Fox News. He went on a two minute rant about Biden, like the obvious evidence of Biden's corruption. It was and I follow this stuff and I couldn't understand half of it. I was like, what are you talking about, man? This is all just he's just rattling off and three billion dollars from China. And then the blah, blah, blah. And this is that. And I'm aware of the allegations and I've read them and I've read the reporting on them and there is nothing there. It's all just speculation. But even some of the stuff he was putting together, I was like, who's that? I was like, you're just bringing up random. It, it, it really is. It's like walking into a like a Star Wars convention. If you have no idea about anything deeper than yeah. Luke and Han Solo and Princess Leia. Really talking to these people, it is like you thought you were going to your favorite sports bar and you ended up in the most <laughs> icely cantina. And it's like, why are there these weird hammerhead people and like these dudes that, that probed me last night playing the sax? Which is more embarrassing, the Biden corruption Comer hearings or the weaponization of government hearings? Because I got to say, can I just put in a plug for the weaponization of government? That did feature the greatest moment in the history of hearings. I've sat through a lot of congressional hearings as a staffer. I used to get very bored. I'm not going to lie. I used to get very bored 
But this one was riveting where they had the Twitter employee who had to litigate the question of whether the insult, pussy-ass bitch, as applied to Donald Trump, was three separate adjectives or just one, because you can't do three on the artist formerly known Twitter. You've got to do, you got to do just one. I don't know which, which won the race to the bottom, man. Yeah, I, and that's what I'm talking about, is that people, normal people, and by normal, I don't mean Democrats, just normal people, even us, if, people who don't just drink from this fire hose all the time are just going to be like, what are we, what is this? What are we watching here? How, what do you look like a bunch of weirdos? It's, and also people have big concerns. And I think that if the Democrats are smart, which is always a, can be a little bit of a question mark sometimes. Yeah, let's throw that one out the window. Yeah. If they're smart, they will hammer away at the real problems, the things that Biden and his administration are doing to address those problems, inflation, pay, just the economy in general, child poverty, which we just heard it has become a big deal again, which is as it should be, because they took away the child tax credits, all kinds of things like that, where they can point to, okay, look, here are real problems. And here's what we're, you may not like what we're doing necessarily, but here's us trying to deal with them. And meanwhile, here are these bozos talking about how many, if a profanity is broken into three parts or whatever. I mean, and just throwing out these conspiracy theories involving stuff that no normal person is going to have any inkling of an idea what they're talking about. Again, with the, with the Trump stuff, it was very specific. There were very clear things that happened, documented things that happened. And then just on the first one with, <laughs> with the Ukraine call and other stuff. But then also, obviously, January 6th could not have been more in our faces. We all saw it. We literally watched it unfold. And we knew we saw what he said. We saw what happened. So those were very demonstrable. These are just often ludicrous and weird 